Hello, and welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Steve Regali, Executive Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Julie Kudasov, the Portfolio Manager on the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small Cap Quality Value Portfolio. Hello, Steve. Happy to be here. Julie, equities generally had positive returns during the second quarter, but it was dominated by the returns of a few mega-cap stocks. Can you provide our listeners with your perspective on the second quarter performance of small-cap value equities? U.S. equities continued to advance in the second quarter. The S&P 500 index rose 8.7%, and Nasdaq Composite Index climbed 13.1%. Larger cap stocks outperformed smaller caps, and tech-heavy growth indices outperformed bank-heavy value counterparts. As you mentioned, markets' gains were relatively narrow, led by large technology companies that investors believe to be at the forefront of artificial intelligence, seen by many as the dawn of the new era for computing. Most importantly, a widely anticipated recession, some would say the most anticipated recession ever, did not materialize during the quarter. Quick action from bankers and regulators in March helped prevent the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank from sparking a broader financial crisis, and lawmakers managed to strike an agreement on government spending in late May, preventing a potentially devastating default. Labor market remained solid despite recent layoffs in the tech sector and inflation, albeit elevated, continued to ease. With their worst fears behind them, investors continued buying risky assets. The second quarter's performance of the Russell 2000 Value Index, this strategy's benchmark, was driven by companies with low earnings quality, weaker balance sheets, and higher share price volatility. Julie, what portfolio holdings contributed the most to the portfolio performance during the second quarter, and what portfolio holdings contributed the least? Watsco, ticker WSO, was our highest stock contributor for the quarter. Other top contributors were Thor Industries, ticker THO, Site One Landscape Supply, ticker Site, Hulihan Loki, ticker HLI, and Primerica, ticker PRI. Watsco is the largest independent distributor of heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, or HVAC equipment, to residential and commercial contractors in the U.S. Most revenues are related to repair and replacement activities, which, with HVAC being vital to human well-being, are seldom discretionary. Shares perform strongly, supported by the company's reports of solid operating results. We believe that Watsco will continue to benefit from its long-term relationships with equipment manufacturers, population migration to warmer states, as well as more stringent efficiency and refrigerant regulation that leads to sales of high-priced products and faster adoption and replacement cycles. Stockyards Bancorp, ticker SYBT, and Bank of Hawaii, ticker BOH, were our weakest performers during the quarter. Other detractors included Leslie's, ticker LESL, Unifirst Corporation, ticker UNF, and Lakeland Financial Corporation, ticker LKFN. 
Headquartered in Louisville, Kentucky, Stockyards Bank Corp. is a commercial bank serving the Louisville, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and Lexington markets. And Bank of Hawaii, headquartered in Honolulu, is the second largest bank by deposits in the state of Hawaii. Similar to those of other regional banks, shares of both companies remained under pressure during the quarter, following a sharp decline in March. Investors are concerned that reduced bond investments valuations may mean that some banks are insufficiently capitalized. In addition, new, more stringent regulations are expected to focus on banks' balance sheet liquidity, and with high deposit costs and a more restrictive lending environment, investors fear that the industry's overall profitability is likely to be negatively impacted. While the crisis has stabilized, we continue to closely monitor what remains to be a fluid situation in the banking sector. We continue to believe that strong relative market positioning of both companies remains intact. Importantly, during our recent conversations with management of both banks, they indicated that there was plentiful liquidity to meet any deposit redemptions which they had neither observed nor anticipated. Julie, as we turn our focus and attention to the second half of 2023, what are the key considerations you are evaluating from a portfolio perspective? Slowing economic growth remains most concerning, particularly as it is taking place against the backdrop of inflationary pressures exacerbated by continued uncertainty on the geopolitical front. While improved, inflation remains elevated, impacting consumer spending, the key driver of the U.S. economy, and businesses struggling to offset input cost increases with higher prices. An unintended consequence of the Fed's interest rate hikes, the recent banking crisis has constrained bank lending, the lifeblood of the economy, thus increasing the risk of a more severe downturn. While economic data have largely been better than expected, some worrisome signals have emerged. In the first five months of the year, nearly 300 U.S. companies filed for bankruptcy protection, including Silicon Valley Bank and Bed Bath & Beyond, the highest number since 2010. Manufacturing data has also been deteriorating for several months, and the yield curve continues to be inverted, leading investors to fear recession. On the positive side, the inflation data continues to trend lower, and the Fed's aggressive monetary policy, with a time lag as expected, appears to have started cooling the economy, thus reducing the likelihood of further interest rate increases. The labor market, albeit still tight, also appears to be moving in the right direction. In our experience, slowing economic growth usually leads to investors' flight to quality. While the outlook remains uncertain, we believe that our focus on highest quality companies is particularly relevant today. And you will always find us looking for new investment opportunities. With artificial intelligence expected to eventually impact most industries, we'll be searching for companies that are best positioned to benefit as the technology is being developed and deployed over time. Julie, thank you for taking the time to provide your insights to our KaneCast listeners. Thanks, Steve. You've just listened to KaneCast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management, CAR. 
This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.